This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Brian Walker, and as usual, Kim is my co-host today. And we are going to be talking about when to use Facebook ads and when to use Google ads, because there is definitely some confusion around that. There's a lot of confusion about that. People are always like, I'm just going to do ads. Mm. But first, thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing this episode. RepairPal certified network of shops are trusted by millions of customers each month. Learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. As I said, we're going to be talking about the difference between Google ads and Facebook ads and when to use them. And on a surface level, it's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. It is pretty straightforward. Google, you use Google for people who are searching. Quick turnaround. Yep. And you use Facebook to build brand awareness in most cases, not all cases. Yeah. I mean, people aren't, I mean, they are, but they're not going to Facebook and using Facebook as a search engine for things like that. Yeah. I actually do use Facebook for searching for lots of things, but. Yeah. I don't think most people do that. Yeah. But the interesting thing about Facebook is that once you do start searching for things, then you start getting advertisements that are related to that. So I literally did that. This is how you know you're a real marketer. I do this on a regular basis. So here's a Kim pro tip. All right. Here's the deal. If you're interested in something, go to Google and search for it. Don't buy yet. And then you're going to start getting ads for other companies that maybe you didn't even know about. Or Example: talk about it while your phone is on next to you. So I'm going to tell you about two things. Brian doesn't know about one of them. Oh, gosh. So the first one, recently, I had travel debacles and learned that my backpack was way too heavy for when you have travel debacles. And I decided I wanted a smaller, lighter bag. And I wanted a nice leather backpack. She wants lightweight and leather. Makes perfect sense. Who invited you into this specific conversation. <laughs> I did. I'm telling a story. Okay, so I went to my favorite place, Holtz Leather, and they had a bag, but it was like a million dollars. And I wasn't quite that invested, but I went and looked at another place. And then I started getting all these ads on Facebook, right? They were retargeting me, kind of stealing some of your thunder a little bit, but it exposed me to a bunch of other companies. And so that's my pro tip. If you're looking to buy something, go start doing some searches so that other potential places that you could buy from can now retarget to you. Do you want to know what the second thing was that literally today? I really don't, but our audience, I'm sure they're Well, you started it. Oh gosh. She's going to use my words against me, y'all. You're the one who told me. Oh, must be about a swimming pool. Take care of it. So this morning when I was dropping our niece and nephew off at summer camp, a pool company truck pulled out of the fitness center. And I was like, oh, you know, Brian told me to just handle it. And did my cold plunge this morning, feeling all good about the water. So I did a search and now I'm getting ads for all the various local pool companies so I can check them out. So, yeah, some pro tips there on how to use Facebook to find things when you're it wasn't looking Facebook. for it. I used Google. What? I did a search on Google and went to their websites so that they could retarget me on Facebook. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which well, is, you can also search right on Facebook. Right. You, you can. can go You can go to Marketplace and do a search. Okay. And look, let me just tell y'all. Well, here we go. Thank God my audience is auto repair shops and not the general public because if you search Facebook for auto repair, you will find things there that are pretending to be auto repair 
I'm telling your ASOG friends. What? What are you talking about? You going in the marketplace searching for auto repair. <laughs> oh my gosh. This woman. Anyway. All right. Let's get to this. <laughs> Seriously. Let's get into this discussion. Hey, I, that, that was an important pro tip. Carry on. All right. So Google ads. Google ads are the things that you're going to do when you need work in the shop now. Slow day. Or week or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you don't do it the day that it's slow. You don't turn right. it on in because there is some learning that has to happen with Google ads. And That's we actually just had a blog Haley wrote that we posted to our website, shopmarketingpros.com forward slash blog. And it is about having patience when you start Google ads because there is a learning process that happens. That being said, I can turn on a set of Google ads for you today and they'll start working for you today. They'll make the phone start ringing, but they really start working over some time when machine learning occurs. But as an overall strategy, you need more cars. Google ads are the things that you want to do. It used to be really common to have these companies. And I, I use the word company lightly because usually it was somebody sitting at their kitchen table that, you know, took a course by Billie Jean or something like that. And they were now a Facebook ads expert and they would call all these companies and they would sell them on doing Facebook ads. And it's really common, especially like in chiropractic and in dentist to do that and to, you know, try to fill an appointment book like that. And if you are into doing like deep discounting, then it can work. But we all in the auto repair space know that the people who come in for those deep discounts usually don't come back. It's a little bit different when you're in chiropractic or dentistry because there's usually follow-up service that has to happen and it's service that like has to happen. It's not the thing that the price shoppers can just keep putting off and never listen to your recommendations or anything. They kind of got to do it. So there were people that were trying to do this in the auto repair space and I've never seen anyone have success with it. Well, I think it's in our local fitness center doing something like that also. It's more like the offer-based yeah. ads where you're collecting their contact information and then a salesperson is reaching out to you afterwards. Right. It's great for things like that. Gyms are another one. You know, they do a boot camp and it's like, okay, six mm -hmm. weeks for $49 or something like that. You get to be in these, these boot mm -hmm. camp classes. And then at the end or during the process sometime, they go to upsell you on a, on a full membership. And by that time you're invested. And it's something that works. But well, for any shop owners that just heard of that and said, oh, well, I want to do an offer based ad and I'm going to collect their email address. And that's right. here's the thing. You have to have a system in place for following up. Right. Yeah. Because typically those people are clicking autofill and they're submitting their name, phone number, email address. So is your service advisor going to call all those people? So you have to think about the whole picture and the whole process and what it looks like. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you can't use Facebook to fill your book quickly. Yeah. It's just that you better have the processes in place. And honestly, it's probably not going to perform that well for you. However, Google, Google is people who are, they are searching right now. They need, for you. they need an auto repair shop. They go to Google and they do a search and your ad displays to them. Now, in a perfect world, you're doing both. And Kim mentioned retargeting when she was, you know, going on her little escapade about her shopping for a lightweight leather bag. It was relevant. It made sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. But the way that we typically do it. So when we work with in our company, when we're doing ads for a shop, we tell them you got to have a $1,200 a month minimum budget. The shops that One have location. The, 
the $300 a month budget, it just doesn't work because Google has no incentive to actually display your ads above your competition. If you're in a, a very rural area yeah. and you don't have any competition, then maybe you can get away with the low budget, but we almost never see it work. Well, that's but, the main word there is competition. When you go do a search in your area and you see a ton of shops are sponsored and paid and all that, in order for you to show up, you have to have a good, healthy budget. Yeah. So we do that $1,200 a month minimum budget and typically... If they're using that minimum budget, we'll take $1,000 to that budget, we'll put it into Google Ads, and then $200, and we'll put it into retargeting ads. Because, you know, people will be sitting at work, they'll do a search, your website will come up, they'll look at the website, and then their lunch break is over. And they don't actually fill out the form or pick up the phone and call you. Their intention is to do that later. So we'll do retargeting ads where they've been on the website, and now we start serving ads to them on Facebook, where that evening... When they're sitting there and just zoning out, then we got to add that displays to them. And oh, they can go over to the website and use your amazing checkout form by AutoOps to make their appointment. Yeah. So that's the idea behind retargeting. Now you can. But you've experienced it. I mean, most oh, yeah. likely you've been to a website. Oh, if you've been on Amazon, you've experienced then, it. For sure. And then you jumped over and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. And it's not even just that business where you went to their website. It's the actual like product them. you were looking at. For sure. I love talking about sponsors of the podcast who have already worked with and who have used before. So today I'm super excited to talk to you about RepairPal, which if you didn't know, We'll introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com, the largest site for auto repair, and through the recommendation of their partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. Our shop was in RepairPal's certified network, and it was great for getting new customers who were looking for more than just oil changes. The average RepairPal customer spends over $600 on their first visit. I loved it, especially because we all know that consumers still mistrust repair shops. But... The millions of customers that visit RepairPal.com monthly, they trust RepairPal certified shops for their high quality and great service. And there's no fear about being overcharged. So we were able to just focus on the repair. I highly recommend you check them out. It's the way to grow your business. Go to RepairPal.com forward slash shops, get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. Then there's other things that you can do. If you're not working with that minimum budget, then you can do things like run some some brand awareness ads, which it's, it's a great thing to get people aware of your shop and the different reasons that they might want to do business with you. You can do things in that for the whole no like trust thing. And it, yeah. and it might just be the no part of it for them to become brand awareness, aware of who you are and what you do and where you're located. And let's be clear, we're not talking about boosting posts. No, that is a different thing. We're talking no. about boosting posts is just very simple. You've seen the blue button that says boost. You put a couple of dollars on there, 10, 15, 20, whatever. This is more elaborate, more advanced targeting and the types of ads and all that. So let's just clear that up. We're not talking about boosting a post. Those are great also for no like trust. And those are the posts that are already on your page. We're talking about actual ad campaigns and sets and that sort of thing. We're running ads at this point that are directed towards a very specific person, people of specific gender, age. And Kim, correct me if I'm wrong. I know that Facebook changes the rules all the time on what we can and cannot target because we used to be able to target people by household income and all kinds of cool stuff. And we just can't do that anymore because they took that away. But gender, age, where you are geographically, 
down to the zip the your zip code and mm-hmm. yeah yeah and honestly he's calling me out but truly i'm sure Haley is listening to this she's our advertising director she's the one that's going to be like oh you forgot to say this or we should have <laughs> talked about that so we should have her in here but Yes, you can do really elaborate stuff when it comes to that, making the lookalike audiences. And that's, I don't know if you want to get into that, but there's a lot of options for sure. So, you know, you might think, well, when do I use just Facebook ads? You know, we we know that we're using Google ads if you need more business, you're trying to grow car count. Well, what if you're the shop that doesn't need any more work? We think about, gosh, the last couple of years, COVID, I don't know that it has it in theory, it shouldn't have anything to do with COVID because people stopped driving. They started putting less miles on their car and all that. But all the shops that I know of did very well through COVID. Mm -hmm. And as we would be doing sales, we would meet with people like a conference or something. And they're like, I couldn't handle more work if you sent it to me. And that's great for right then in that moment. But what if you're that shop owner that you know, okay, I can't handle more work. I'm already booking three months out. But you're smart enough to realize that it doesn't stay that way forever. And you can't stop marketing. You have to keep marketing. We've talked before about stopping and just maintaining. And so this is when you're trying to stay in front of people. You don't want them to forget that you're there, especially if you've been running ads. There are people that I, I know, I see their ads on a regular basis. And if they stopped, I, there would be a moment where I'm like, are they still in business? I don't care how good of a shop you are. You can be the best at customer service. You could be the cheapest and you could never have comebacks ever. You're still going to have attrition because people move. People buy brand new cars where the first 50,000 miles of maintenance is covered. There are things that not to your own doing, people leave because their life situation changed and they still love you and think Mm -hmm. that you're an amazing shop, but they have zero reason to come to you. At that point, and you need to replace those people over time. And they die too. Yep, they sure do. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that is where your brand awareness advertising can come in. Staying in front of people about the types of vehicle. I know lots of shop owners who have said, well, you know, we specialize in whatever. And they will work on a different vehicle for one of their current clients. And the current client got rid of the vehicle that they specialize in, bought a new car, and never knew that their shop would work on that. And so they lost Mm -hmm. that client to another shop. So educating your audience about what you work on, the services that you offer and that sort of thing. Well, and the specialty shops are the ones where these kind of things can really Mm -hmm. shine because you might have that person that they drive the Audi, but they just bring it to the general repair shop. And, you know, maybe somewhere in the back of their head, they're like, I don't know that they really know my Mm -hmm. car as well as they should. And then you're the European shop that can now advertise and say, these are the cars that we specialize in. This person, they were not looking for a repair shop. They don't necessarily need a repair right now, but all of a sudden you have planted the idea in their head that you are the specialist. And next time their car needs service, they're thinking about you. It's not a car for you today. It's a car for you three months down the road, six months down the road. And they already kind of know who you are by the time that they need something done on their car. Yeah. So you got to stay in front of them. You got to educate them. Now, Google has these capabilities also. And I will tell you that we do not do this type of advertising for any of our clients right now. It is something that absolutely can be done and it, it can be done successfully, but we just tend to use social media for this. 
but Google does have display advertising, which would work very much like your Facebook ads, where it's more brand awareness. You go to ESPN.com because you're checking the latest sports scores and you see those ads that pop up or you open the weather app on your phone mm-hmm. and you got an ad in it or you open your Gmail and there's an ad in the Gmail. That's all part of Google's display network. Praise the Lord. I do not have ads in my Gmail. I would lose my mind. Well, if you were working on free email, oh, you would be. God. But through G Suite, you don't have to deal with that. So there's a way that you can use Google for that brand awareness advertising as well. You know, so just throwing that out there that it is something that is possible. But again, so Facebook brand awareness, staying in front of people, educating people when they're not necessarily looking. Yeah. Google for when they're looking, but they're a powerful combination when you use them together. Yeah. Right. All right. So, Kim, you have a pet peeve. So it's kind of funny how this pet peeve came up because people like Lucas Underwood, Adam Rath, I think Tom Shearer maybe has done it before. Who else am I missing? There's somebody else. So I'll get a tag on Facebook where I've been tagged in a comment on an ad that they got. So keep in mind, Lucas is in North Carolina. Tom and Adam are in Pennsylvania. And they're getting ads for people in Nevada. or yeah, Like auto repair. Yeah, an auto, auto, repair auto repair shop. shop. Right. They are the recipient of the ad that is on the other side of the country. And these guys just tag me and say, hey, y'all really need to talk to Kim Walker. This ad is showing up in the wrong place, something like that. So it's it's kind of funny. They do it all the time. But I get it quite often. And I see it often as well. Even when I'm not tagged, I'm I'm getting the same thing. And I hope y'all understanding. So there's a shop in Timbuktu, North Carolina. That's a joke. And it's targeting potential customers to come to their auto repair shop and the the people they're targeting. It's like they click to do the ad and they just yeah, they ignored the whole the country. They did not pay any attention to the targeting and they're spending money on that. So depending on whether it's an ad for reach or engagement or clicks or whatever, and I can never tell because they're not done right. Mm-hmm. It's never It never looks right. There's always tons of errors and it's just really very poorly done. But... They're spending money, hard-earned money on that ad. And our, my friends will tag me and say, Kim Walker at Shop Marketing Pros. They tag Shop Marketing Pros. I don't know that any of these people have ever they contacted have us. No one has. But it's a waste of money. So now it's a pet peeve. I see it and I just want to pull my hair out. So for God's sakes, if you're going to do ads, make sure you know what you're doing so you're not wasting your money and your time and your energy and your effort. And then you're almost said a bad word. You're not happy because it'll be that person who's like, I tried Facebook ads one time and it never worked. No, you didn't try Facebook ads one time. You didn't know what you're doing and you wasted your time, money, energy, effort. Yeah, well, if you think about it, on social media, the advertising and the algorithm in general is primarily based off of interest. They know what you're interested in. They know the topics that you consume the most of. So these auto repair shop owners, if the person did not put geographic parameters on it, the platform is looking at it and saying, oh, this is a ad about auto repair. This person has an interest in auto repair. Let's show them the ad. Well, but it's not like full on ad campaign. OK, that can be complicated to do yourself. These seemed like boosted posts to me. And it's right there. It asks you step by step, like what's your geographic region? And I don't know what if people weren't thinking or what, but the whole point is that's my pet peeve is shops that are spending 
money that they worked hard for Mm -hmm. and they're not getting results. And then they're mad that Facebook ads didn't work when they failed from the beginning. So if you're going to do that, make sure that your targeting is for right there in your, we usually say about a... a, Yeah, five to seven miles. If you're a generalist shop, five to seven miles. If you're a specialty shop, you can can go go out further than that. I mean, we've got a handful of diesel shops that we work with that they'll tell you, we got people that come from 50 to 75 miles away. We got one shop that, you know, they specialize in in Jaguar and Rover. And there's just not a lot of shops out there that specialize in Jag and Rover. And they have people that'll come from a hundred miles away. You know, but so if you're a specialty shop, you just got to look at at your client base and determine well, how, how our, far are they coming from? Our RV repair guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're driving almost an hour mm-hmm. to go see him. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. All so, right. Yeah. So that was just kind of an idea on when to use Facebook ads, when to use Google ads. And Kim talked about the targeting and everything on Google. Our last episode that released was actually about negative keywords with Google ads. So if you're interested in in the whole ads thing and especially doing them yourself or just being able to have intelligent conversations with your provider and make sure that they're doing things the way that they should be done. Maybe go listen to our episode 59. It should be 59, which was about negative keywords. It's another episode that's very tactical and will open your eyes to some things that you can do with these ads. And hey, listen, we don't ask for this too often, but a couple of housekeeping things. If you have questions about this podcast or any other podcast or a marketing question, you want us to do a podcast about a particular marketing topic. Send us an email to podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. Tell us about your situation, what your question is. We will answer that for you here on the podcast. Also want to invite you to go join our awesome private Facebook group, the Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. It is a really fun, engaging conversation about marketing as it relates to auto repair shops. And then finally, We would love for you to write a review for our podcast. So whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. All right. Well, thanks again to our sponsor, RepairPal, for providing this episode. And thank you for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on Aftermarket Radio Network. We are just one of five great podcasts on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find the other ones at aftermarketradionetwork.com. We hope you'll listen in again next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.